Hey, hey, fans. Welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 167. 67. <laughs> Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. There's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. The trouble with time travel is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. I'm the doctor. This is Rose Tyler. She's my plus one. Is that all right? That would be me. Hello. Surprise. Boom. Etc. I'm the doctor. Do everything I tell you. Don't ask stupid questions. And don't wander off. How can you kid this? I don't like the colour. Howdy do who fans. Hope you've had a cracking week. And that you've managed to do something, something Doctor, Doctor Who, Who related. related. Yay. Yay. We're almost getting good at that. Yeah, almost. <laughs> you think people answer when they're listening, they think, well actually yes I have. I've oh we've already moved on. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 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 So, one six seven is upon us. Yes, it is. We're out of revisits month. We're into normal stuff. Yeah, it was great doing revisits month. By the way, I enjoyed like, that. It's awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Some great stories. Mm. Some interesting thoughts and views and trivia and all that stuff as well. Yeah, and the, the one I I, I, mean, I like doing all of them actually, but the the McGann movie one proved to be quite interesting with some of the feedback from listeners, didn't it? Like in terms of how divisive it is, but I think one thing everyone agreed on was how magnificent the TARDIS interior yeah. is in that. I think people had sort of who, who sort of went back and rewatched it um, to follow along with the podcast for saying, "Oh, I'd forgotten how gorgeous the interior is and all that sort of thing." Yeah. So that was yeah. quite cool. I enjoyed that. Very cool. Yeah. I must just say, I love it when our listeners watch along with us. Like I see that more and more often, and I love it. You, you must see it, notice it. People saying, "Oh, I'm just watching." this episode for the podcast this week and i love it i feel like we're all watching it together it's great isn't it yeah yeah it's cool i've, I've noticed it more and more yes it's me too yes yeah so yeah. it's really cool on twitter to see that where like you say uh, and also it's really cool when somebody says um i've just picked up x story because you guys have just reviewed it on the podcast mm. yeah yeah especially the classic stuff because even though doctor who is popular as it is uh, it's still the classic stuff that people say, oh, I'm not sure about, or, you know, yeah. I don't know where to start, or it's not my cup of tea, or something like that. So if mm. we've nudged people over that line to go and pick up a, a classic who, and then that starts their their journey into um, all the classics, and that's a good thing as well. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed, like you said, I've noticed that quite a bit as well. People say, no, oh, I thought I'd give that a go, and this is good, and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Nice little community we've got going on out there. I like it. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, coming up today, we have the usual news, one bit of merch, and then we're on to our review of, seeing as the podcast is going to go out at the 1st of December, I guess we can sort of get away with doing it as a Christmas. We're doing the Christmas special, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Voyage of the Darmed. Kylie. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I only watched it this morning. Did you? Yeah, for the first time in like a couple of years or something. 
Yeah, I, I well, I watched it last night. Um, yeah, I, I, do you know what? It's probably been quite a long time since I've watched it. I can't even remember when I last put it on. Because um, <laughs> I actually dug out an old DVD of it, funny enough, because I wanted to take a picture of it for the for the Facebook post. I thought, oh, I'll dig out the, the original issue. It'd be more interesting than, than like the, the Blu-ray cover sort of thing. And um, yeah, because I dug it out, I thought, oh, I'll just watch it. Um I suppose it is. I mean, it, it is Christmassy, but it didn't make me feel. It didn't feel out of place watching it last night. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't sat there thinking, "Oh, God, loads of Christmas, you know, uh, snowmen or Santa killer Santas or any of that." It's, you know, it's fairly standalone. So, That's yeah, true. It didn't feel, yeah, it didn't feel weird watching it last night. That's true. You know, it's, I I didn't really. It will come on to it anyway, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like a Christmas one. This one really, but yes. Anyway, you've been up to anything exciting, anything Doctor Who related? Anything Doctor Who related? Um, not massively, no. I mean, I am quite excited because I've just come home, <laughs> literally, uh, about 10 minutes ago, and um, there was a, a big Finnish parcel waiting for me, which is always lovely to come home to. And it was the um, 10th Doctor Adventures Volume 2, the one with uh, Rose Tyler. So that's nice. So I had to quickly open that um, before we kicked off because I just want to have a look and check it wasn't battered or crushed <laughs> through the letterbox um has yours arrived yet because you pre-ordered it didn't you what's that the the 10th doctor adventures the billy piper ones oh no i did pre-order it but digitally mate oh you've gone digitized have you I, yeah yes as we know over the past year i've gone more digital yes Okay, well, I, I ordered the limited sort of book, oh, what do yes. we call it, coffee table book yeah. format. Um, so, yeah, you won't want to hear how lovely the packaging is then, because oh, <laughs> no. it is, no. it is, it's lovely, it's really <laughs> nice. I had a quick, quick butchers before we uh, kicked <laughs> off, yeah, it's nice. But I obviously, yeah, it's literally just arrived, so I haven't listened to any of it yet, but I know people who have, right. um, and they the, the word on the street... <laughs> Is that um, it's really good and that they've kind of, whereas the first set, and I think we said this when we reviewed it, whereas the first set they played it quite safe, um, this time they've sort of mixed it up a bit and it's a bit more gritty and adventurous. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting into that, actually. So I'll probably listen to a bit of that when I'm when I'm away on my holes. Sounds like perfect travelling, listening material. So, yeah. Sweet. So you've got the download, but I assume you haven't listened to any yet. I have. I've listened to the first story. Oh, okay. Yes. Are you giving your thoughts? Because we might review, I don't know, are we reviewing? Because we reviewed the first set, or are you going to give something away? Well, yeah, I think we should review this one, because right. we, it, only to sort of satisfy our OCD, because we reviewed the first mm. volume. I was thinking that. <laughs> we should do the second one. But yeah, not giving too much away. Um, it's, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything. No, okay. No. <laughs> Big build up there. Yeah. yeah, the listeners are on the edge of their seats right there, and they've just fallen off <laughs> and then snatched it away. Yeah, it's interesting that these tenth Doctor ones are only three parts as well. That's oh, quite. They? They're quite weird. It's weird, isn't it? It's three stories mm. per volume. So same price, but as a four parter, but three parts. I see. All but right. You pay that for Mister Tenant, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. Mr. T. <laughs> so apart from that, I haven't really been up to much. I've, um, I'm very excited because we've got Shardar coming this week, haven't we? This weekend we shall be attending the BFI yes. Shardar event, which is, I can't believe that's come around so quick, yes. but I'm really excited about that. Um, there was a bit of news on it, wasn't there? Hmm. A little surprise. A little surprise that Mr. Baker has filmed the ending or has filmed a scene at the end. That's right. Of it, yep. um, which is fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Um, 
So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, one thing I'm not sure why, but they've gone to <laughs> immense trouble to get detailing right for the TARDIS console, even to the point of like making the rounders look dirty and, you know, and all that. So that's fantastic. But then Tom's got completely the wrong coat on. And I'm thinking, oh, no, <laughs> maybe they just didn't have the brown one anymore or something. I don't know. Probably I'm not, not bothered about that, though. No. I'm really excited to see it this weekend. And, uh, yeah, obviously we'll chat about it next week, about our thoughts on it and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yes. I'm a little disappointed in the guests. I'm not going to lie to you because they mm. weren't announced when the tickets went on sale. And I was really hoping at least we'd get Tom or Lala there. But um, but no, no, it's kind of real. They haven't even got the Cambridge guy there, have they? Because no. it's kind of like the who is there? Is Mark 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 is there? I mean, Mark's cool. Um, the voice of the computer. I don't even know. She. The guests are a bit disappointing. I've got to be honest. But um, at least we'll get to see it on the big screen and and stuff, and it will be cool. We get a copy of the DVD included don't we so we'll get that when we come out yeah, so that's cool yeah then yeah. we're going to go and get absolutely trolled in the bar afterwards so it's going to be a great day <laughs> i've already pre-warned my partner i was like saturday i'm going to watch doctor who on a big screen and then i'm getting drunk so don't expect me until late oh <laughs> so no that's it's there it's already in the bank that's what's happening <laughs> that's in a, yeah i was going to say we need to book a ticket that's locked locked yeah. in yeah that's locked in though. So things there can't be changed. So I'm, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a fun can't day. That yeah, won't be getting up till midday the next day at the earliest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice one, buddy. So yeah, that's me. And I know you've got something very cool arrived in the post this week. You just showed it to me. Yes, something I haven't ordered, but I really want it. Yes, it's Tell the little what uh, it is. Yeah, so Forbidden Planet have finally delivered the. The Doctor Ray. First, the little Doctor First uh, See, the, figure. It's, it's great. That it's the first time I've seen the actual product, and it's great to see because you couldn't tell from the picture how big he is. He's kind of, is he Funko size or sl just slightly smaller? Yeah, just slightly smaller, yeah. But yeah, he's a, it's not a bad size, is he? He's a decent size, yeah. Doctor First. Yes, he's a great little figure, and it's um, it's kind of spot on to the the style of the um, the Mr. Men you know, Hargreaves kind of style. They've, even though it's, you never see this stuff in 3D, really. It's always yeah. in a cartoon or in a book. But no, they've, they've nailed the, uh, it wasn't too long for Bidden Planet sending me the, the figure as well. I was expecting another week <laughs> before <laughs> this came. But uh, no, it's really yeah. cool. It's, a, it's an awesome figure. So I'll probably order the others based on this. I is think, he quite weighty or quite light? No, he is quite weighty. It's, is he? Yes, yeah, which is good. Yeah. So I think a row of these on the shelf are going to look really nice. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking there's something else I need on my shelf. Hang on, I'll just push these books off of it. <laughs> Let's just clear some room here. Because yeah. I think, uh, yeah, they look pretty cool. I'm, I wonder if we'll get time to sneak in a trip to FP. I doubt it, but we maybe. might do. I haven't been for ages. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I might pick him up if we do. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to mess with those guys in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that came from FP. So that's all happy with that. Uh, mm -hmm. Not much else, mate. Listen to the first Doctor, uh, first Doctor, first episode of the Tenth Doctor, um, Volume Two, uh, with old Billy, yeah, and Mr. Tennant. And one thing I will say though, it's just like the Volume One with uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate. You know, we said that it didn't feel like there was any time between 
And mm. then to so going from TV, it's like they just leapt straight back into it. It does yeah. feel that they've they've managed Big Finish have managed to do that with this one as well. So David Tennant and Billy Piper, it's like they've not been away. That's, That's one thing cool. I will say. So their consistency mm. is there. So it's like they've just leapt from, you know, series three or four straight into Big Finish. It's good. Yeah, it's nice. I remember, yeah. yeah, when we reviewed the first set, we said about, you know, Catherine Tate's very, and David Tennant actually, very natural to audio, aren't they? They just seem to, yeah, really, yeah. really go with it. And they, they sounded good. Like you said, the chemistry was really good still. So, mm. yeah, see, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting into that one. Yeah. Giving that a listen. And also, like you, just getting, getting excited and looking forward to going to the BFI, mm. looking up with some other Who fans and listeners and Yes. Watching Charlotte, it's going to be good. Yeah, disappointed Tom's not going to be there. But I, do you know what? I I really thought that uh, that what's her face was going to be there. <laughs> what's her face? What's her, face? <laughs> her name's escaped me. Do you mean Lala Ward? Lala Ward. Sorry, yes. yes. She won't like that. Good job she's not here. She doesn't <laughs> take any prisoners, mate. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, she's. Um, yeah, I I really expected at least. Lala Ladies and up. gentlemen, surprise guest <laughs> is what's her face? <laughs> it's because I had a moment in my head in my head of London Comic Con where she was late coming to the stage and we were listening oh, yeah. to what's his face, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, because I thought of that, then I her name, you know, you know how it goes. I, in I know the listeners yeah. know what we're like with names. We 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 don't know to explain. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope she'd be there at the very minimum but yes. um i am still hoping that the curtain will roll back and tom will be there because he's been he's been on the news talking about it so he's really sort of put himself out there which is fantastic it's i awesome. saw him on mm. on the news talking about it this is a bizarre thing though did you see that all the news including the bbc used a, um an illegal version of sharda animation you know the one that ian levine did and how the hell does that happen so they were sort of interviewing Tom Baker and then oh, they played right. in a little clip of what was, should have been the, from the new animation. And somehow in ITV and BBC One played in Ian Levine's, Ian Levine's unofficial yes. yeah. slash possibly illegal animation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's legal, but you know what I mean? The unofficial, the one that he did many years ago. And, and you know, how does that even happen? Because BBC Worldwide would have put the press pack together for this thing is that is that is it somebody else at bbc worldwide have annoyed that thought they'd get you know get their own back and shove in the wrong place i just don't know how these things happen because you'd have to go to some length to to mix up oh yeah here's the official one that we're giving you know what if we get to the bfi on saturday and it's <laughs> it's some you know pirate <laughs> copy <laughs> all fuzzy and shaky featuring all, yeah yeah featuring voices somebody doing a bad impersonation of tom baker i just find that bizarre i mean one if one you know tv station got it wrong then understandable but not the bbc themselves for goodness sake weird. yeah <laughs> it's weird mate very strange yeah is that intern again at the bbc in it there seems to be there seems to be some major yeah. issues going on bbc worldwide at the minute when it comes to doctor who i don't know what's happening there someone really said don't. yeah we need that sharda clip if you don't mind and the intern's like oh Shard, it's probably Shard. just Google Sharda animation and the first one to come up is obviously Ian Levine's. Oh, that's, there it is. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's just Google Sharda animation and there you go. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> very strange. Anyways, shall we land our fair TARDIS and do some news? Yes, let's do it.
Rightio, first up, new promo image and synopsis dropped a couple of days ago for Twice Upon a Time. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Looks nice. I'm looking at it now. Lovely promo pic. It's awesome. Mm. And BBC America released the same uh, promo, but just like a sort of animated version of the picture. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was excited because I thought, oh, is this a trailer? But no, it's just uh, it's the same picture. They've just sort of animated different the three different characters in there. Uh, one thing to note, which they seem to be playing on quite heavily, which is carrying through everything to do with Twice Upon a Time, is the regeneration energy that's coming out of uh, uh, the hand of yeah, Mr. Capaldi's hand. Yeah. So they're definitely playing that up, aren't they? Because they've yeah from from the, the 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 last episode of series ten when Capaldi smashes his fists into the snow to sort of hold back the regeneration oh, from yeah. his hand. Uh, and now we've seen this again, and then we saw the fake regeneration in series ten. So they're they're playing very heavily on Capaldi's regeneration stuff, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, which is in a way my bigger thing because I want it to be very much centered around Capaldi as it's his last year, uh, last episode. Because we were saying last week, weren't they? There's an awful lot going on in this, and I'm hoping he doesn't get a bit overshadowed by it mm-hmm. being his last episode. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what else I can't help but almost bring a little tear to my eye is the the beautiful velvet jacket is all shredded. Oh no, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's like <laughs> another case of it's the end. You know that beautiful velvet jacket that he's yeah. wearing is is um, all ripped and torn and battered and <gasps> not good. No, 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 it's worrying. And Pearl Mackey's in the in the photo as well. So as we knew, she's yeah. she's back for it. So and uh, David Bradley, they're all looking up at something quite uh, astonishing in the sky. We can't see, but mm. they're looking up at something that's obviously not good. There seems to be a bit of a build-up about what is the monster in this Christmas special, as if it's going to be some big reveal. And I don't don't quite know what that's, you know, I hope that's not going to be a letdown, because hmm. it seems not. to be a bit of a thing at the moment of, oh, what's the monster this year? And I don't know. Hmm. Doesn't say, what does the synopsis say? Is there anything there about it? Yeah, let me hit you with it. Go on, it's then. It's the magical final chapter of the Twelfth Doctor's journey. It sees the Time Lord team up with his former self, the First Doctor, and a returning Bill Potts for one last adventure. The two doctors are stranded in an Arctic snowscape, refusing to face regeneration. Mm-hmm. Enchanted glass people stealing their victims from frozen time, and a World War I captain destined to die on the battlefield, but taken from the trenches to play his part in the doctor's story. Okay. Mm. Mm. An uplifting new tale about the power of hope in humanity's darkest hours. Uh, Twice Upon a Time marks the end of an era, but as the Doctor must face his past to decide his future, his journey his journey is only just beginning. Mm. It's a nice synopsis, actually, isn't it? Very I good. really like the sound of it. The word that I'm focusing in on is uplifting as well. I do like the sound of this. Yes. Really do. Yeah. Gosh, surely, are we actually going to get a decent Christmas special for once? Because it does sound really nice, and I like the little clip we got as well. Mm. So. Yeah. Going to go out there early. I think you're going to agree with me on this, but I think this could be the Christmas special that we've all wanted and and, and waited for all these years because they're not amazing, are they, Crimbo specials? No, no, they're normally a real letdown in the Moffat era, yeah. I think this could be a change. I think this could be a a belter of a a story. 
Mm, I hope so, mate. I really do. Mm. There's, there's only one thing that slightly worries me with this is that, um, you know, the Moffat as a as a way of putting his own spin on on <laughs> the Doctor Who on the Doctor's events and you know changing things. And I it slightly worries me that we're you know touching on the tenth planet story right, because right. I'll, I'll give an example of what i mean because i'm probably not explaining myself but you know like the fact we had clara appearing and telling the first doctor which tardis to take and so now whenever we think of the doctor going off in the tardis we think of clara there and i don't like that i'm just I just leave stuff like that alone so right, i'm right. slightly worried what the moth is going to do in terms of you know is he going to start throwing in little things that change the 10th planet every time I watch it. Do you know what I mean? I don't want that. Right. I just, right. you know, uh, fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. Just things like that worry me with the moth. He likes to stick his sticky fingers in and change things, mm. doesn't he? And I don't like it when he does that too much. So, um, but that's the only thing that worries me. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this. I think it's, uh, it's looking like a, like you said, a really good Christmas special would, would be nice. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yes. So actually talking of that, so in other notes, talking of the Christmas special, our friends in Canada, Canada, <laughs> uh, they, so I always do that because of a theme park I went to years ago where they had a Canada song, Canada, Canada, it's never left me. Uh, and you go to Canada <laughs> a lot, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Are you there? Are you there over Christmas or are you somewhere else? Somewhere else, mate. Oh, okay. You're somewhere yep. else. Because yep. they are actually getting it in cinemas um, on the 27th and 28th of December. So you'll be able to go and watch it on the big screen if you're in Canada. And it says it's um, at Cineplexes across across the country, it says. Um, and also it says the episode itself is 100 minutes, which is the first I've heard of it. Um, I don't know if that includes the bonus presentations that they're going to have in the cinema or if they mean that the Christmas special is 100 minutes and and there's going to be bonus presentations. I don't know. Because um, I'd heard the Christmas special was an hour, which I remember, right. thinking, yep. I remember thinking, God, it's not very long to cram in all that stuff. But yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, so it's the 60-minute special itself and then two 20-minute Oh, is that what it is? So it's still an hour long, is it? Okie dokie. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. It's pretty cool. I know some people have uh, said they're not really up for seeing who on the big screen. I love it. But, yeah, I think it's a good thing because any any moment that, you know, potential Who fans who have not been into the show before get dragged along by their friends Mm -hmm. and they think, wow, this is awesome, and then they get turned into Who fans, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's it's happening less and less over here, isn't it? I mean, we did get a few in the cinema, but it seems to have really died off. Whereas I know America and Canada and stuff still, and Australia Canadian. still tend to get a <laughs> Canadian. Did I say Canadian? That's a good country, Canadian. Cool. Uh, I know they still get a few uh, releases. I think the last one I went to was Deep Breath. I think was the last one I saw in the cinema. Have they done one since? No, I don't, don't think, think so. Oh, they did one in Cardiff, didn't they? Because a few people we saw went to oh, something yeah. in Cardiff, but yeah, it, it's not as much as um, our North American friends. No, I did yeah. did hear they're doing a few. Are they doing a few press screenings or something in advance? Because I remember people saying, "Oh, it's all going to get leaked." <laughs> they might be doing something in the north, I think, um, over here. But apparently, they're going to cut the ending off, the regeneration. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. That they're going to. So there is. A, I think there is a very limited advanced screening over here in the UK in the north, I believe. But yeah, you're not going to get to see the regeneration. Uh, chopping it off. Chopping it. <laughs> yeah, saving that bit. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool, though. Canadian cinemas, then. Yeah. Getting a, a release there. Very cool. Uh, last bit of news is access all areas. 
uh, which is a BBC Radio 2 thing, is doing a Doctor Who special, uh, which is going to go out on Thursday, the 21st of December at 8pm. Uh, now, the good thing about BBC Radio, obviously, is unlike TV, is that you can listen to that from anywhere in the world. If you just jump mm-hmm. onto uh, BBC Radio 2, 2's website, um, they have a listen now thing, player at the top. So yeah. anywhere you can listen to this, which is cool. So Joe Wiley, she's a, a British um, radio DJ. She's going to be doing a two-hour special documentary behind the scenes of, oh. every, of everything uh, behind Capaldi's final story. Twice upon a time. And it will. she'll be catching up with um, David Bradley, Stephen Moffat, uh, Pearl Mackey, and Capaldi himself. And um, Matt Lucas is involved as well. Mm. Yes, he's going to dig out some stuff from the Doctor Who archive, apparently, to slot into the <laughs> documentary. And uh, she's going to be covering things like just general behind-the-scenes stuff of Twice Upon a Time. Um, she's going to speak to Matt Lucas about how he approaches being recognised by Who fans these days. Mm. Uh, the radical ways that Pearl Mackey's life has been changed since playing Bill Potts. Um, uh, reactions. Uh, to various things and uh, yeah just lots of stuff that you would expect from sort of BBC documentary style things Um, Mm. but yeah jump onto uh, the BBC Radio 2 website or the iPlayer website and just select radio and then find Radio 2 Thursday the 21st of December at 8 o'clock 8pm hour time so work that out for wherever you are that's cool. I like Joe Wiley as well. Yeah. She's good. Good choice, isn't she? Because she, she's a big fan of Doctor Who. So, mm. yeah. yeah, that should be quite good. And I think this will be cool because uh, obviously doing stuff for radio is very different than doing stuff for TV. Mm. So I think it'd be great to have all of those images, like everything that they're describing and and everything. It'll be great to have your mind make up what you think is going on. And then yeah. when you actually see it, you'll be like, oh, it wasn't that at all. Well, you might can I on. can I just put can I just put money on it? I'm pretty sure Matt Lucas is going to appear in the Christmas special. I'm putting money on it now. I'm putting I'm paying five pounds. Five pounds. <laughs> That's how confident. I, <laughs> no, I'm sure he's going to be in it. I, I've just got this feeling. Of course, he is. He's yeah. going to make a little. I yeah. I kind of hope so. Actually, I liked old Nardi, so I hope he makes a little <laughs> a little appearance. Although I liked his send off actually as well. So maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Old Nardi. Old Nardi. Yeah. It's me, Nardy. <laughs> there we go. That's the news. So some cool stuff to look forward to. Yeah. In a run-up to Crimbo special. Shall we get our Dalek friend in? Oh, go on then. Oh, the rant jingle. Did <laughs> 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 that for a while. Crikey. You're that saving that for Christmas. I'm saving that for we our... We thought it was going to be a, special, a good special and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again, shall we? Right. Match corner. Match corner. Match corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Just one bit of news. Oh, God. News. Just one bit of merchandise. A bit of merch. From our grumpy friend. He's just frisbed over the tray, <laughs> which contains a new tie. Oh. And I mean a necktie, not like a cable tie. 
mm-hmm. or anything like that. So those of you that have to wear a suit for work or you have to wear a suit for for anything, uh, you can now bag yourself a knitted TARDIS tie uh, from those cool <laughs> guys over at Lavazzi. Lavazzi are the people that make the official Tom Baker scarves and the um, Seventh Doctor uh, pullover and the umbrella and and all that stuff. So a really yeah. cool company actually, and uh, it's nice. It's it's like a very dark blue, and then the TARDIS is a lighter blue stitching uh, on the top. And uh, according to Lavazzi, uh, they say that they spent countless hours finessing their releases this year, and they can't wait to unveil them. Uh, what better way to kick off the 2017-18 collection than the TARDIS tie, featuring mm. one of the most beautiful and memorable designs in televisual history. And it's an in- unusual tie as well. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't like this style of tie. It's the one that's straight at the bottom. It's not angled, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I mean, I, it looks very nice quality-wise, and uh, the design is very cool and, and spot-on, as you'd expect from Lavazzi. And it's official Doctor Who BBC merch as well, because they do have a license agreement with the, with the BBC. So it, it's all spot-on and everything. And it's 24 99 Yes, I, I like Lavazzi stuff. I am really excited to see what they come out with next year, actually. They're obviously going to tie in with the new Doctor, aren't they, which is quite exciting. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's a nice tie. I, I agree with you. I'm not a fan of the straight cut. Mm. So, yeah, um, but I think that, you know, it's quite hip, isn't it, to wear these ties at the minute? <laughs> like, uh, you know, me and you with our old square kipper ties. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the young lads are wearing these things. But yeah, I must admit, I'm not. A, um, I, I think the tie itself looks nice. But yes, yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, they also mm. do another one in exactly the same style. So the straight cut one, but it's the fourth Doctor scarf style. Oh, I remember style. that. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly the same, but just got all the stripy colours from Tom's scarf. Um, so yeah, if you want to bag this, head over to Lavazzi, and that's spelled L-O-V-A-R-Z-I lavazzi.co.uk and uh, you'll see it right on the homepage. It's the, it's, it's that stuff. Just click on Doctor Who and then ties from the navigation and you'll see both of them there. Um, and we'll put a link in the show notes anyway. So if you're looking at this on the website, you'll be able to click over, but yeah, if you're after a new tie or if you know somebody, cause Christmas is coming up. Yeah. If you know somebody that's into their neckties and is a Doctor Who fan, this could be Christmas sorted for you. Mm. be a nice present actually to be fair it would yeah yeah if you're listening santa santa <laughs> yeah oh, apparently I haven't been good enough this year oh dear <laughs> apparently so <laughs> right let's crack on buddy yes information we are reviewing the christmas special from 2007 information adam what is it it is the tenth doctor story voyage of the damned the shields are down! Information. You are all going to die. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? Information killed. I can't. Titanic 
Kill, kill, kill. I like the variation on the music there. It mm. is quite Christmassy. You know the Christmas song, that the Christmas music that's in a load of films? Uh, it kind of sounds like, you know the one that's like, ding, Yeah. I like the, the twist on that. It does make it feel mm. slightly more Christmassy because it isn't really a Christmas. Uh, Subtly. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Anyways, this came out. On Christmas Day in 2007, so 10 years ago, mm. almost. Yeah. It was written by Russell T. Davis, directed by James Strong, and uh, stars Mr. Tennant, along with Kylie Minogue, Kylie Minogue, <laughs> looking for the TARDIS, <laughs> and quite a decent support cast. Well, I say decent, quite a large supporting cast. Cast. Yeah. And the situation is the doctor's looking a little bit in his TARDIS because he's a bit upset, isn't he? He's just, uh, you know, gone through a gone through the mill in the previous story, if you like. Oh yeah, I was trying uh, to think what came before it. Was it the Master one? The, yeah, was it that one? Last of the Time Lords. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's been through it a little bit. So he's looking a bit downtrodden and woe is me. And then he's got no time to mope around because the the Titanic uh, interstellar liner comes crashing through the TARDIS, which we'll come on to in a minute, actually. Hmm. Um, and then he uh, gets rid, materializes on the TARDIS and gets hooked up in a in a big deceitful plan to kill everybody on board and then crash the, the liner into Earth, causing a nuclear explosion that's going to wipe out everyone on earth causing the uh the company to to be to be jailed and whatever and then the owner of this company can then run off into the distance and in his little floating head <laughs> little cyborg head in a case thing so yeah um voyage of the damned mate what do, you, mm. what do you reckon to this? Your face is just... <laughs> no, no, I just, uh, my, I was just thinking, I was just transporting myself back to when I, when I watched it, when it went out, when it went out the first time, because you were saying about it being 2007, I was thinking, blimey, because uh, the reason it sticks in my mind is because I remember watching it and thinking, oh, yeah, it was okay, some good funny bits, and turning to my cousin, who, who was next to me on the sofa, we'd both gone upstairs and shut ourselves away from all the stuff going on, you know, with family, you know, we wanted to watch it in peace, and I just remember turning to say, what did you think? And he was just asleep. <laughs> <laughs> then, to this day, like, when I, I saw him last weekend, actually, I said, oh, we're reviewing Voyage of the Damned, and he's like, oh, I remember that one, it's boring. And I said, yeah, I remember yeah. you were asleep. <laughs> but um, anyway, I fast forward you know, 10 years. Um, I watched it last night and, um, I, I didn't find it boring actually. I, I, I found it very watchable. Um, it's a lot more cheesy than I remembered. Um, <laughs> so in, in many ways it's not, not, not quite as good as I remembered, but, but I did enjoy it and I just thought it was very watchable. And, uh, there was lots of bits that I really liked and a few bits I didn't. Um, and, Without going too far forward, I just thought David Tennant was amazing in it. So he really carried it for me in terms of uh, the episode as a whole. So, you know, he brings it up a lot, I think. Uh, doing right. a bit of a Matt Smith, I thought, in terms of, I thought the story maybe wasn't that great, but he was amazing in it. So, yeah, no, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't, it, yeah, wasn't anything, it wasn't quite 
as good as I remembered it, but uh, but I did think think it was fairly decent. Yeah, okay. for a Christmas special. For yeah, a Christmas special. Right, right. Mm. Okay. What about you? Um, yes, uh, I will be honest with you. Uh, I'm not really a fan of this one. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I quite. I mean, I think David Tennant is is very, very good in it. Mm. Um, but the story itself is a little bit uh, just non... It doesn't really get me going, if you know what I mean. It's not... It is missing something, isn't it? Uh, that's exactly it, yeah. It's missing yeah. something that's that gets mm. me excited about it. I mean, it's always going to fall under the curse of the, um, <laughs> the, the Doctor Who Christmas special anyway. Mm. Um, why... why? Why have they struggled so much with Christmas specials, do you wonder? I don't know, because I I liked the first few. Like, I love, um, you know, the Catherine Tate one, the Christmas Invasion, and uh, Tennant's first one. Or I, I always forget the titles, but, you know, I like the first few Christmas specials. And I would put this in there as one that I like. Right. Um, but after that, you know, once we get into the Moffat era, I don't think I'm, there's not many I like, if any. Mm. Oh, they're dreadful in the Moffat era. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Christmas Invasion is not bad, actually. We, we review that. Is that the... Or is it, what's, what's the... Is it last... No, what's the, what's the first... What's the one with the first one with Tenant where he's in bed? The Christmas Invasion. Yeah, because I yeah. really like that one. And then, oh, it's the Runaway Bride, Runaway isn't it? Bride. The, really like that one. That's quite Really cool. like that one. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this one, I don't know. It just... You know, it, all the ingredients are there. Mm. But for some reason, I just find myself being quite bored with this one. And to be honest with you, I've only seen it twice. I watched it when I picked up the DVD box set a few years ago. Mm. And then I watched it again this morning. So I've only seen it twice. And I did think to myself, you know, when I remember going back, I wasn't really into it. So maybe I've changed a bit, you know, as you do over time. Yeah, yeah. But now I just couldn't. I just can't get excited by it and I can't get into it. Even like the really cool scenes where David Tennant's making his little speech in the corridor um, and uh, and the cool sort of uh, argument he has with the um, with the the head in the in the case towards the end and the the cool little bits of banter he has with the um, the hosts. Mm. You know, all these really great little things. I think really David Tennant sells it a lot. I do, yeah. yeah. But the rest of it, no, I mean the supporting cast, uh, even Kylie, you know, she's not, she's not putting her, her best sort of acting chops on. Really, she's a little bit bland for me. And the rest of them, yeah. Even Banafakalata, Banafakalafak, Banalate, Banalate, Banalate. Yeah, <laughs> even even Banakafalata is dreadful. And he's an android. I would say he's dreadful. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you said it had all the right ingredients. I, I think there is one ingredient missing, or there's certainly one that's gone a bit off for me, which has always been the case when I've watched this, is um, it's the main villain, Max. Max Capricorn. Um, as soon as he rolls yeah. out, I just think, oh, he's really boring and bland, and yeah. and he's only there for five minutes, he doesn't really do anything, and... Yeah, I always think he's the worst or the most disappointing thing about it is him as the, as the sort of big reveal because there's quite a big build up to it, isn't there? All this what's on level 31 or whatever it is, who's down there, what, who's controlling these things and it's all quite a big build up and then 
there's all the dry ice and he finally wheels himself out and he's just a head in the box that's puffing away. Yeah. And I just sort of think, oh, what a letdown he is. <laughs> you know, so for me, that's the, it has got all the right ingredients, but apart from that, really, it's, that's where it really falls flat for me because I love the hosts. I think the robots are, are, are wicked. I know there's a lot of comparison to robots are deaf and there definitely is. They even copy some of the scenes, don't they? Like the hand getting trapped in the door and the kill, 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 you know, and all that. So there's definitely a robots of deaf influence, but I think they're a nice design and I think they work quite well, especially love the fact they can take their halos off and use them as killer frisbee. It's a brilliant idea. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. So they're good as a, as a, as a, you know, as a baddie, but yeah, it's just that when they veal, wheel out the, the main villain, Max, I always think, Oh, such a letdown, you know? Mm. And then, and then he just gets pushed. Well, yeah, it gets pushed over the edge of the into the engines, or whatever, and he's taken out within two minutes. So, yeah, it doesn't. It does fall apart a bit at the end, I think. Okay, yeah, that's fair mm. enough. Yeah, there's, he's not the best uh, villain, is he? That we've seen in, no. in the Doctor Who story, but yeah, I mean, the effects were quite good. The way his head was, had all the cables coming out of you know his neck and mm. and all that stuff. Uh, I mean that was quite it's quite well done. It wasn't a prosthetic head that moved awkwardly. It was an actor's head, but it was like done in a way that it looks very, very cool. Um, but yeah, it's. Do you know? And the thing is, I I really want to like it as well because it's a tenant Christmas special. You know, it's it's a big story. It's an hour long. It's over now. It's like seventy minutes, isn't it? It's hour yeah, and ten. actually, I kept thinking that because yeah. I kept thinking, oh, I was, I wasn't sure whether I'd need another page of notes. I'd got to the bottom of the page, and I was thinking, oh, it's nearly sixty minutes, so I won't bother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it kept going, and I was thinking, oh, it must, yes, yeah, it's, it's longer than an hour. To be honest, I think they could have probably cut a bit out. It, it does take a little while to get going, don't you think? Like, I yes. think that's why my cousin fell asleep. It, he always says it. The pacing feels a little off in the whole story to me, like there are bits of it where it's really sort of exciting and stuff's happening. And then there's lots of slow moments, but it doesn't flow for me at all. This special, it feels a little bit disjointed in many ways as you know, like when they go down to earth, you know, they transport down for like two minutes. Um, and although it's great because we get to see Wilf, which I'd completely forgotten about. Like I was, uh, I was really shocked to see him. I was like, hang on. It's Wilf. Um, so that was a nice surprise. I don't, do we know he's Wilf at this point? Or is he just a random... Uh, that's I don't hard know. to say, actually. Yeah, he doesn't make checking, does he? And I've got a feeling maybe he stepped in in the following series when, um, you know, Russ, uh, when Catherine Tate comes on board. But yeah, so that was a nice surprise to see Wilf. But then we're transported back to the cruise ship and we're still trying to get to know all the characters. I don't know. It, it it doesn't flow that easily. This one no, for me, no. in terms of you know the build up and stuff, seems a little bit clunky. I agree. Mm. Yes, it does feel. Yeah, it it does take a while to get going, and then when it gets going, it's sort of over all too easily. Yeah, as well for me. Um, I mean, I don't want to bash it too much. It's not a terrible story by any means. No, it's watchable, isn't it? It's yes, perfectly yeah. watchable. Yeah. yeah. One thing I did like was the whole conspiracy thing. So at the beginning mm. where um, uh, the, the, the captain of the ship is, you know, you can tell that something's not right at all, mm. you know, with what, what he's up to. So he dismisses all of the other uh, shipments and 
and and then it's just him and he wanted the the place to himself but then old alonso stays out and stays behind and yeah you know and you can tell that he's kind of been not that he's been forced into it but because he's made that decision to sort of sabotage the ship because he's dying of something we're not informed of but he's getting a, a ton of money for his family i like that whole thing because that's quite sad that's a you know and uh but the but the problem is the the the, the two things aren't linked together very well if mm. you know what i mean so we don't know for certain that it was i mean we we know that it was max that obviously paid him off or his family off but there's no connection between the captain and and max you know there's no conversation about it there's no inkling about exactly what's gone on mm. um and so it felt a little bit empty because of that because i really like that scene at the beginning where you can see like something's not quite right you know he's up to something and mm. and uh and then when the asteroids hit the ship he sort of dies and then and then that's it there's no connection really yeah yeah i know um, what you mean mm. but otherwise i think it's set up very well with those scenes and so on introducing to a to Alonso, uh, Russell Tovey is pretty good. Yeah, he's good. Um, I liked him in it actually. Yeah, and then it sort of goes into a dip for a while. We get introduced to a bunch of other characters, don't we? The, we mm. get introduced to the two, uh, the the Van Hoffs couple. Uh, yeah, the uh, the yuppie, out for himself uh, <laughs> guy. What's his name? Uh, Slade. Is it Rixton Slade? I, think I don't know is. what his name was actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also get introduced to Kylie, obviously, and then we get introduced to Mister Copper, Clive Swift, <laughs> which we'll come on to. <laughs> I kept thinking that all the way through, but we'll come on to that. Yeah, and uh, Banner Cafalata. Yeah. So we get introduced to those guys because they sort of go on the journey with the Doctor, don't they, to mm. to survive and and save the ship and so on. So it kind of takes a dip while we're doing all that because. Yeah, it's just a few scenes after another where the Doctor's just plodding around and... Yeah, that's what I meant about the pacing. Yeah, it feels a bit like... I think what it's trying to do is get us to warm to the characters because ultimately a lot of them end up getting bumped off. So, you know, I I can sort of see what Russell was doing because he wants us to care about them. Because I think that's the problem with a lot of the Moffat era. He, He, you know, well, no one dies, but if they do die you know they've only been on screen for five minutes so we don't really care mm-hmm. about them so i think what russell's trying to do in that first bit is get people introduced to the characters and warm to them and get who they are you know so that we feel something when they die but yeah it does like i said it does feel a little bit pacing wise a bit clunky uh in terms of mm-hmm. the story flowing yeah nice. what do you reckon some of these guys then so the um the van the van hoffs foon and morvin <laughs> van hoffs the uh the the couple that have won the tickets, so they're not as rich as everyone else on the on the cruise liner. They're there because they've won a comp. Yeah. So, uh, but they're quite cute. Those two, I thought. Yeah, I like. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's 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 quite it's quite fun when the doctor pops the champagne cork. <laughs> Or you know, so it goes all over the people laughing at him. I quite liked that, and I do like the scene actually. I mean, because I wasn't particularly warming much to them until about halfway through when she confesses that she's 
spent so much money ringing the phone line to actually win the ticket she could have probably paid for it and she thinks he's going to be cross and he just laughs i thought that's quite that's actually a very sweet scene and i and i at that point i did warm towards them as a couple Mm because i suppose we can all relate to that especially me and you hiding things from our (laughs) partners in terms of uh, what we spent and so i thought that was a nice scene um and i did like them at that point but uh yeah i don't know the the, the other guy the, the the posh guy that's mm-hmm. you know a bit of a, a what actually the only thing with that is I, I do love the way it plays in at the end because i mean you're not supposed to like him he's just a nasty selfish piece of work um whatever the character's name is the you know the rich guy that's just yeah you know, yeah he's always making deals on his phone and i do i mean as much as he's supposed to be annoying and I'm, you know he's okay at playing the part i do love the payoff at the end when Mr. Copper says to Doctor, you know, he's not who you would have chose to survive out of this lot. But then if you could choose, what does that make you? And I think it's, it's a nice, it's a nice thought that, cause you know, you, we're all thinking the same thing, aren't we? We're all oh, thinking, right. oh, yeah. why did he survive? You know, when the, you know, the other nice people have died and sort of thing. But yeah, so that's quite a nice bit of writing by Russell. I think at the end makes mm. it a bit more interesting. No, I agree. Yeah. Mm. And he sort of, um, that guy, he kind of, you kind of think he's turned around a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because he hugs the doctor, doesn't he? And he says thank you. And you think, oh, he's, you know, this experience has changed his outlook on life and he's going to be a better person. But then he's just, he has that, he doesn't that change last his thing expression. He says he's made, all, made a load of money out of it in the end or something, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's just back on his phone and yeah. you just think, oh, nothing. nothing. Some people just don't change, do they? Even these mm. life-changing experiences close to death. And all the rest of it, and he's just mm. gone back to being a bit of an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> about the whole thing, yeah. Uh, what about the little red porcupine dude? I didn't mind him, actually. So you didn't like him, <laughs> Mr. Uh, no, Cavalata. The annoying as hell. Yeah, I think I mean, it's I his voice, really. Yeah, it's Jimmy V, isn't it? He's, he's been <laughs> yeah. played a few little monsters in Doctor Who. I didn't nice mind pun. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i didn't i didn't feel anything when he died <laughs> so that probably tells you all you need to do you know what i mean i didn't sort of sit there thinking, oh no like <laughs> i think some people probably did but i no, i didn't feel much towards him um no. <laughs> but i thought he was okay i mean it, that port that spiky head thing they pop up again in the story you like um different the, they're green aren't they the end in of time. the end of time yeah. yeah is that the same are they part of the same race or something or? kind of because the doctor mistakes them and they not very oh, happy and they get about offended it. yes yes, yes. Yeah. okay yeah so i mean that's interesting following that through but i thought it was all right old little banner cavalata you know yeah i think it's you know what i think literally just his voice i think that does my does my all oh, right okay. uh, yeah and also this whole thing about you know this proposal to, to yeah, Astrid was, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, I must admit, I did think that, yeah. 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 When he dies there, I mean, it, that scene kind of was, was at the point where I was, because I was quite enjoying it pretty much watching it. But, but then, you know, we got to that scene where they're going across that dangerous broken bridge across the engines is all very exciting and yeah. and then the the hosts come up and you're like oh how are they going to get out of this and then i found that scene ridiculous from that that five minutes it kind of ruined it a little bit for me actually because like the doctor's baseball batting away their deadly frisbees so is kylie mm-hmm. and you know one minute they can't walk on this 
piece of metal across the floor. And the next minute they stood on it, hitting away deadly frisbees. And then Balakafalata suddenly does something. He's got something in him, isn't he? Like a charge or something that just wipes them out. I, I must admit, I thought at that point, I thought we're getting a bit silly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I knew you, the whole thing's silly, but you know what I mean? It didn't, yeah. it didn't hold much water with me that particular bit. I did sort of start to, because I found that, quite a few bits in this very cheesy a lot more cheesy than i remember almost a bit self-indulgent at times um and that was one of them do you know what i mean and and also well the, let's just say the queen at the end and you know there there are some bits in this where i think it's just a little bit too it just goes a bit too too cheesy but yeah that was one particular moment you know like when he dies and what is it they pull out of him to because oh, they use it again later don't they to wipe out the host yeah, it's um, it's like an EMP charge, effectively. Yeah. But I, th- I think it powers his his android body, doesn't it? So it's like a power brick, if mm. you like, a, a giant battery. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that kind of works, but yeah, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just again things like that aren't necessarily. It wasn't too bad, but um, I guess it's just sort of setting up set pieces throughout the story if you like if you know what i mean by that by set pieces so we have these sort of moments where they've got to fend off certain things and um one thing i did like in in this story is the sort of the underlying threat of the engines collapsing yeah yeah. so if the engines go out then obviously it's it falls and crashes to earth and then everybody dies and stuff so i like the fact that alonzo's there just sort of holding the fort if you like yeah um and then the doctor and these other people have got all these sort of different set pieces to get through in order to get to him to save the ship sort of thing but i did think it was a little bit um predictable as well one thing i did like as well that's what i mean there are things that i like about this oh yeah me too one thing i did like and it sounds a bit weird is that people actually die in this yeah (laughs) which is weird to say i know but i know what you mean though Yeah, yeah yeah so because sometimes it is it's just one of those things, you know, sometimes the doctor cannot save everybody every time. Mm. And mm. although he promises, although he does say in his little speech, you know, I'm going to get you all out of here. And, and I wish save. he wouldn't do it. Cause I'm, you're like, yeah. every time he says it, you're like, don't <laughs> say that. Yeah. So uh, don't you know, commit. <laughs> yeah. And it, so it, you do have that sort of, yeah, that, you know, if you're going to commit to it, then, but you know, a lot of things are outside of his control really. So, mm. but I like the fact that people die. So our, our, cute little couple uh they end up toddling off you got um uh, banner cafalatory does the off and then surprisingly uh astrid dies I, I didn't see i remember the first time i watched it i thought oh, I, I never would have thought they would have killed her off you know yeah i must admit i'm surprised but then i suppose if they hadn't have killed her off she would have had to go traveling with the doctor <laughs> and they probably couldn't afford her for the next series. I shouldn't think, um, because That's he, true. he's really keen yeah. for her to go with him, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, come and see the stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah i bet that's um, what he wants to yeah, to I didn't, say, yeah. <laughs> so we all know what's you know what yeah but but yeah it, it but it is a good thing in a way because otherwise there's no real threat you know if people don't die um but i was surprised i mean i was i was sad to see poor old morvin go and then of course his wife you know she just gives up then doesn't she she's like she sort of sacrifices herself Hmm. you know so you know it's quite yeah it's quite dark in the middle of this sort of fun romp if you like 
Um, it is. It's a moment of darkness. And because um, the reason why I like that is it does give it a sort of sense of um, sort of realness, if you like. If it was, and the reason why I, I'm surprised is because it's a Christmas special. Normally, the Christmas special is very light and fluffy and happy. Yeah. And, you know, so the fact that we have these dark moments and people dying, it does sort of throw a curveball at you. It's like, whoa, you know, I yeah. thought we were celebrating this happy time of Christmas. And then we've got people dying left, right, and center. So, yeah. Um, but it's cool. But I do, I do think it sets up that. Um, that sense of the doctor's direction that Russell took him in, like this time Lord victorious, you know, it, yeah, because yeah. it's another sense of loss for him, all these people that he's mm. lost. It does put him into that mindset of, you know, he, he's not going to let anyone die anymore. He mm. goes, it sort of sets the plants to seed for that stuff. Doesn't it? This, uh, you know, not on my watch, you know, people, and, and it really comes to fruition, doesn't it? At the waters of Mars, you know, yeah. To that kind of thing. So I appreciate that that's what they've done with it. And that's a cool element of the story. Yeah, um, no, I agreed, mate. Totally agree. Yeah. And then we also have, yeah, so it was just mainly um, Astrid, Kylie dying that I thought, wow, that's really brave to do that because, mm. you know, like you say, if she'd have survived though, it would have been a Kylie, Kylie companion series mm. four. Is it series four after this? Yeah. 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 We get tape back. It's a really long, um, what do you call it, trailer for it at the end of this. Actually, I was thinking, blimey, they show nearly hold the whole series. You that, know, so yeah, it's tape at the end of this. Yeah, they must have done this in the same block as yeah. as all the series four. Because like, yeah, it's a really long trailer. It's like three mm. minutes worth. There's of loads like, of ood in it, and it's really cool because um, all of the trailer also shows all of the special effects from all the episodes, and and it's the final edit as well. So. Mm. Very, very cool. Actually, talking to special effects, I will say I did think this looked a bit dated in places in terms of the effects. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it didn't hold up particularly good. Um, like you said, Max looked good, like prosthetics and stuff. Uh, but yeah, some of the CGI um, looked a bit ropey. But then I suppose it's 10 years old, isn't it? But I mean, the, the bit of it <laughs> flying over the Buckingham Palace, you know, the CGI wasn't too bad. <laughs> although it's a, although it's a, I'm not sure about that scene. Thank you, Doctor. Oh, what is that? That Very, that's, that's another I know I know I just can't quite believe they actually did that but oh. um, but yeah some of that's a bit ropey yeah that's absolutely shocking that impression thank of... you doctor Yours. Merry Christmas <laughs> 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 it's a, I know <laughs> you can't have a yeah well it's I'll... the bit where she's running down the stairs as well <laughs> all the cork is it's a bit yeah I think it's yeah I mean it's not like come on we don't need to see the queen running down the steps in her mm-hmm. slippers and a dressing it, gown with the corgis and stuff. It's just for. It was so bad that, but it 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 does put a smile on my face. I will, I will admit, it does put a smile on my face, but probably for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, y- yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you reckon that's just trying to get over? It's like, you know, in in the UK. Uh, this is what happens at Christmas. You know, the queen. Yeah, probably. You yeah, sorts <laughs> around in a. Dressing gown and slippers and, <laughs> you know, everyone's watching the... I mean, yeah, a lot of people do watch the Queen's speech, I suppose. And, mm. Because it's Wilf, isn't he? He's got his TV on in his little newspaper oh, I shack. I love and that. Yeah, yeah. He's so... I love his character. They've Because he's like, um, you know, he's, a, he's a, a war veteran as well. You know, he's very patriotic, isn't he? Anything to mm. do with the Queen and country, he's there and saluting. And 
Yeah. I reckon he is meant to be Wilf in this, you know, thinking about it. More, oh, oh, he is definitely yeah. meant to be him. I think they, yeah, they just don't name check him or maybe they hadn't decided he was going to be in it. Yeah. Cause they, yeah, I think he replaced, um, Catherine Tate's dad in the series, didn't he, that died or I don't know. We've said this before and we got a bit muddled what, what actually was the situation, but whatever it was, yeah, he was brought in as a full time because of circumstances. So maybe they, he was going to be a little bit part character that they, yeah, you know, yeah. brought in. But I'm so glad they did because even in those short little scenes, <laughs> I just he is one of my favourite characters from, for one of a better phrase, New Who. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean from the new series? He, I yeah. just love Will, love Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. No, what I mean is, I think he is meant to be, as in, Will. Yeah. As in Will, as in Granddad to uh, Donna and. Oh, and definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, what did you think to Kylie then as Astrid? Yeah, a bit weak, actually. Me too. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. the thing is, I know we all think of her as a singer, but she has done plenty of acting. I mean, she was in the award-winning soap Neighbours for, for the years. The multi-award winning. For ye- the multi-award yeah. for years. So, you know, it's not like she's... Because sometimes they bring in guest stars that, you know, acting is not their principal, <laughs> you know, thing that they do. But she has done plenty of acting. And that's not, I'm not saying her acting was bad because it wasn't, it was fine, but she just doesn't stand out as doing anything. She's just a bit bland. I think you said it at the start, didn't you? She's just a bit bland. A little bit. Yeah. 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 She doesn't seem to be sort of grabbing the part much and, and, you know, she seems to be just like, yeah, saying her lines. I'm a waitress. I'm probably going to get sacked in a minute. Um, (laughs) And that's it really. Gooey eyed. I'm looking at Dr. Gooey eyed. I I did laugh at the bit where she stands on the box to kiss him (laughs) because she is really short, isn't she? Um, But yeah, she's just a bit bland. Yeah, but not bad, just bland. Yeah. What are you wearing? The kiss? The kiss, yeah. Yeah, well, you know Russell has to put it in there. I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He wouldn't be able to resist it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's all Russell, that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in fact, not once, but twice, because they get another one at the end of the hologram oh, kiss, yeah, don't they? Yeah. yeah, when she's just the atoms and... Particles, yeah, yeah. Well, atoms, yeah. Yeah, I know. But again, that comes back to what I was saying about being very cheesy in places. Yes. Even some of the yep. dialogue is very cheesy mm. yeah which i suppose at christmas you can let it go a bit but yeah yeah i agree mate i think it's her, her performance doesn't jump out in any way it's just no yeah and okay then mr tenant himself then older uh, oh no no you've no you've missed off my you've missed off the one i've been waiting for oh no sorry sorry uh yeah hold before we do tell them before yeah. we do tell them hold the hold the front page sorry i missed i'm very sorry uh <laughs> uh midshipman alonso no no Mr. Copper, the grumpy old oh, Clive so-and-so. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I've been dying for you to get to him, Mr. Yeah. Copper. Yeah. Only because uh, that interview came to light recently from Dot Two magazine where he was <laughs> so grumpy and rude, wasn't he? It was like, I, I thought it was a, a fake interview. I could not believe it was hmm. genuine. I don't know about you. Um, the, the thing is, right, grumpy interview aside from Clive Swift, um, who basically just said, I don't know why I'm talking to you, Robert. Grumpy interview aside, I do really like him in this as Mr. Copper. I particularly love the end scene with him and the doctor where he's like plonked on earth and right. finds out he's a millionaire and he's like, where are you going? And, you know, so I actually really like him in it. But all the way through, all I could think of is he's a really nasty piece of work. <laughs> because <laughs> I know I know a friend of a friend who's like met him at the stage door and got told to 
beep off. You know, so it's not like he was just having a bad day. But anyway, I do like <laughs> him in it, despite, <laughs> you know, the actor himself. All right, I read you. Yeah. Do you like him in it? I do, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he does have some quite nice little scenes with... Uh, he does. Yeah, he does seem a little bit... Um, there's a bit where he's like, well, I'm probably going to get thrown in jail for this. And yeah, probably I, there is, I could get the feeling he's fishing a little bit for somebody to sort of whisk him away and, you know, so he doesn't get end up in jail. But, you know, because he is, he does help a lot with saving people and stuff. The doctor's obviously, and it's a cool scene with the credit card as well. He just yeah, has yeah. no concept, does he? Of He said, oh, I thought a million pound would be about right for trinkets and stuff a million pounds yeah and then he's when he realizes how much money he's actually got and he can settle down and get a house and everything and with a garden and all that he's overjoyed isn't he it's brilliant it's a nice little ending it's a little happy it's kind of bittersweet but it's it's a happyish sort of ending to see him go off and you know no, I, I think yeah. he plays the character really nice, uh, Clive Swift. I have to say, yeah. he gives a good performance. Obviously, he he also played um, what's the horrible character he plays in Revelation of the Daleks, Mister Oh the Colin Joe Baker, Bell. Mister Joe Bell, That's it. with yep. the wig. He's also that character. Yeah. So yeah, this is a much sweeter old, uh, you know, older character, and I do mm-hmm. like the way Clive Swift plays it. Um, but if anybody listening doesn't know what I'm talking about with that interview, just Google <laughs> Clive Swift Doctor Who magazine. Yeah, interview or whatever because it is hilarious it's solid isn't it? gold isn't it it's pure yeah. gold yeah. yeah I did it was a few years ago in fact it was I think it was part of promotion for this so it's probably 2007 but it it resurfaced for some bizarre reason that's right recently yeah. didn't it and it's hilarious just go and yeah go and have a look and at it and how that was published I have no idea oh no, I know well he said he's, he, I think the interview said are you sure it's okay to publish this he's like do what you want and slams the phone down <laughs> do what you like <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, though, you can't ignore that article when you're watching it. I, well, I kept thinking of it every yeah. time he's on screen. Because in the back of your mind, like, I bet when the cameras are not rolling, he's telling everyone to beep off and, yeah. you know, get out of my way. And you know, Yeah, uh, give me that script. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but anyway, it's apologies for missing him, yeah. Uh, and then Alonso, uh, who turns up at the end of Time Part 2 and gets a bit of a yeah, blind date with Captain off. Jack, doesn't he? Head off with Captain Jack. Yeah, yeah, I almost feel sorry for poor old Alonso because he seems <laughs> quite innocent. I think he doesn't know what he's in for. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a nice performance from Russell Tovey, actually. I think he's a he's a nice nice little actor. Um, do you know, in, in contrast to what we've just said about Clive Swift, I mean, I've never met Clive Swift, um, but I was lucky enough to, to bump into Russell Tovey on the street and in London. And he is, because I'm not sounding big-headed, I have bumped into a few people when I lived in London I used to bump into people time. Russell Toby is one of the nicest people I've ever bumped into in terms of saying hello to and can I get a picture with you and he was absolutely you know just really nice you know like some people you just feel like they're, they're like yeah yeah of course you can see him mate and he's off and done. Yeah. he was just so nice and every time I see him I just think of that um, he was just yeah really pleasant so and I think he gives a nice performance in this I think he's a nice character and I, it's nice to think that somewhere in the timeline he Gets goes to that Star Wars cantina bar and gets paired off for Jack. Because <laughs> I can see the two together. Because he he's shot in this, isn't he? And all the way through, I kept thinking nobody seems to be trying to help him or save him. Like even when the Doctor finally breaks through the floor and gets to him, mm-hmm. he's 
Do you know what I mean? He seems in a really bad way because he's been shot, hasn't he, quite early on in the story? Mm-hmm. And he's bleeding and <laughs> trying to steer the ship with a bullet in him. And even at the end, the doctor just sort of waves to him and he's just stood there holding his bullet wound. I was thinking, somebody really ought to try and <laughs> <laughs> help him at some point, this poor guy that's just saved everybody's lives. So, yeah, I feel a little sorry for him at the end, actually. I but th- we know he has a good ending, so it's all good. We know that he's... Yeah, he, he pulls <laughs> well, through. Well, yeah. what happens after they leave that bar, we don't know. We have no Probably. idea. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now then, Mr. Tennant. Mr. Tennant. Would you reckon he's like the the star piece of the story? I would say that, mate. I really would. I think for a start, he's absolutely rocking that tux. <laughs> he looks and he does wear a tux well does Mr. Tennant uh, he gives a great performance in this I think um, the speech you, you mentioned you know um, I am the doctor I'm 903 years old and I'm going to save you all blah 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 is, is brilliantly delivered um, and uh, yeah I just think he gives a great performance in it really like David in this one yes. I yeah. concur I think he has some great little scenes I think he's on fire he looks good in the tux yeah. with the uh with the converse on as well. It's a really good look um, for him as the doctor. Um, not an overuse of the Sonic as well. Well, uh, yeah, I was good. worried it was getting a bit overused because at the start he uses it a lot, but then he gives it to that posh bloke and that kind of gets rid of it. So yeah. Yeah. But, but he doesn't use it as like a reset button and he doesn't use no, it as, no. um, yeah. as like, a, Oh, you know, we need to fix everything in one go. Let's get the Sonic mm. out. He only uses it to like bypass and, security to look at a video feed or you yeah. know stuff like that so it's not overused too much quite like that but yeah he's just some of his scenes are, are really good like the little speech and that scene at the end with um uh with clive swift's character mr copper really yeah. really nice and a couple of nice little scenes with with astrid as well yeah i mean it's um, okay they, they work reasonably well together i think yeah yeah and the scene at the end with max when he has when the, the hosts drag him off and he comes face to face with max you can see he's really angry about such a petty excuse to kill everybody you know he's really riled up and, and he's mm. yelling and stuff so i think we see a good range from tenant in this one we see him quite funny quite angry a little bit cute at times you know the whole astrid thing and yeah, yeah well, that's a good, think, a good, yeah. good scene actually you just mentioned in terms of like because when he does get to meet Max, um, he does go from his sort of quippy doctor to the angry doctor really well, doesn't he? Because mm. it's quite it's quite fun that first thing because like Max's tooth sparkles and he's like oh it actually does that and he's quite good with the humour I think and then obviously yeah he gets very angry when he finds out what it's all about. Mm. So he's very good at that as Mister Talent going from funny to yeah to to uh, angry. Yeah, and I like the whole what's your name, Alonso. You're kidding. Oh, <laughs> what is one yeah. to say, Alonzi, Alonzo? <laughs> yeah, that is a nice scene. Yeah, so, so I think he, he's on fire. You know, he's one of those episodes where he's just in the he's in the moment and he's doing what he does best. Which is, I think yeah. I think he carried it a little bit. I've got to be honest. I oh, thought he was yeah. so good in it, but I did feel he was carrying the the episode a little bit in it. Yeah, but yeah. he's very good in it. Very cool. Was you going to say something about the TARDIS at the beginning? Because you know you were saying about it crashing. Uh, the boat crashing through the TARDIS. And oh, yes. Even going, what? What? Yeah. Doing the what thing. Were you going to say something about that? Yeah, I'm confused as to how that ship managed to crash through the TARDIS like that because, you know, it, it's the Doctor's mentioned across quite a few stories about the TARDIS being sort of, not indestructible, but, you know, it's very, very, you know, nothing's ever going to break through. 
mm. you know, the TARDIS and stuff like that. And then just out of nowhere, the ship sort of breaks through. And I, I understand why they've done that. That's like a dramatic thing. And we see like the, 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 the life ring that says Titanic on it, you know, and it, it's a good dramatic way. Don't get me wrong. It's a cool way to introduce that to the, because uh, we don't know it's a, it's a, like a space liner at that point. It could be the Titanic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but then he does this weird thing where he sort of winds this thing on the, on the console and all the panels start zipping back together and stuff. It just doesn't feel very TARDIS-y. That I know bit. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, um, there is, yeah, he do, there is a throwaway line when he first meets Kylie, I think where he says something like, Oh, I was just doing some TARDIS refurbishments and refurbishments and I switched off the outer defenses or something. And it, and that's it. Yeah. It, it's explained away in, in like one line, I think, but it is a bit cheeky. Yeah. yeah. A little bit cheeky. Like you said, it's just there for dramatic effect, isn't it? But, yeah. Mm. Okay. I do love the. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. But I, I can see what I had exactly the same thought as well. Thinking, what? What's going on here? <laughs> I just gotta say, I love the way he clicks his fingers as well with the host robots at the end. That's just Tennant being absolutely in the zone, isn't it? Him oh, just, brilliant. Yeah. Just yeah. and the music coming in and him flying up through the sky. Yeah. So there's some great moments with Tennant in this one. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Mm. Is there anything you want to mention before our scores? No, I don't think so, mate. No, I think we've covered it. I like the um, I like the little um, dedication to Verity Lambert at the end. Yes, absolutely. That yeah, that's very cool because she passed away, really sadly, nice. didn't she, in November of of two thousand and seven? So, yeah. <clears throat> so that's quite nice. Um, because I I completely forgot that was a year she had she had passed away until I saw all of the stuff on Twitter over the last few days and last week mm. about her stuff. So, yeah, that's a nice little nod, and um, I quite like. Um, Murray's music and it's not too bad nothing stands yeah, out right. but yeah. sort of suited the mood I suppose yeah no it's yeah. okay yeah yeah. right then scores it's me to go first I'm going to mm. bang straight in with a 6.5 coolio yeah I had a feeling you'd be slightly lower than me I've gone slightly higher so I've gone for a 7.5 ah okay yeah yeah so that's about right actually very cool okay mm. Oh, good. Uh, right, let's jump over very quickly to see what our lovely listeners did. Think we did the Twitter poll as usual? Uh, oh, yes. 83% said likey and 17% said stinky. Stinky. Okay. That's quite swayed very heavily positive. Hmm. Uh, let's kick off with an audio clip before we do more Twitter and Facebook stuff. This is Sammy Satine. G'day, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satin here. So, Voyage of the Damned, my first ever episode of Doctor Who. Yes, if it wasn't for this one, I wouldn't be here now reviewing this for you. Our Kylie, or the singing budgie, was actually what initially drew me to this story. I think she's great as Astrid Peth. I like Mr. Copper, the creator of the Mr. Copper Foundation, which created the subwave network in the Stolen Earth Journey's End. I like Mr. and Mrs. Foon, Banner Cafalata. Wilf makes his debut in this. Love David Tennant as the Tenth Doctor. He looks hot and that tucks. Not to mention that little speech he gives is great. I just love the Tenth Doctor. Anyway, Russell Tovey is Alonzo Frame. Also, Jeffrey Palmer is great too. I love this story. Also, the tribute to Verity Lambert is lovely. I could go on about this story. 10 out of 10. See ya. Wow. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's just because she was getting all steamed up over Tenant, I think. She's thinking, uh, 10, 10 and 10. That's such a common <laughs> thing, isn't it? With Tenant anyway. But then when he tenant puts the, the tux. Yeah, when the tux is on, it's like, yeah, I, I read you. 
Uh, over on Twitter, uh, Bad Wilf, our good friend Martin said, it's all right, overly long and self-indulgent, but that's a good few moments. Uh, introduced us to Wilf and gave us the infamous Ben Cook interview with Clive yes. Swift. Uh, yeah, as Adam mentioned, you guys have got to check it out if you've not seen it before. Uh, Gallifrey's Guard said, great episode, another example of a classic movie concept working well in Doctor Who. Um, Rob Kelly tweets says I like the episode not the best of the Xmas specials but it's lots of fun I like the ending with the Doctor and Mr. Copper damn shame Clive Swift is an utter beep <laughs> uh, let's have a look Silent Nerd C137 I love this episode it manages to be a dark Christmas disaster but also feel upbeat and leaves you feeling happy and content Doctor's speech sends chills down my spine every time I hear it 9.5 mm. Uh, Theta Sigma podcast says, uh, by a country mile, the best Christmas special to date. Tenant on top form, brilliant supporting cast, and one of the best retellings of the Poseidon adventure ever. Uh, <laughs> a straight five for five or ten for ten, if you prefer. But this was the perfect episode for me. Another 10 out of 10. Okay. Very cool. Mm. Um, Whale G09 says, it's the only Doctor Who Christmas special that I think is great. Tennant and Kylie, what's not to love? Also, without this episode, we wouldn't have had the pleasure of the Clive Swift interview. Another one. Yay. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else have we got on Twitter? I think that's it for Twitter. And there's one more. Uh, no, that was it. That was it for Twitter. Uh, let's do another audio clip. Uh, this is George Buddy. Hello, Garen Adams. So, Voyage of the Damned. Um, I haven't watched this one in absolutely ages. This introduces the uh, new uh, Doc 2 title music that was used right up until the end of time, which is one of my favourites. I really love it. I love Tennant's costume in this one. Not only does he look great in the tux, but I really like the blue suit variant that we get right at the start. This episode has a wonderful array of characters. This episode introduces the first appearance of Wilf, although it is brief. I love the host as a... Um, a monster, and they are actually quite creepy. Kylie Minogue's in this episode, and she's not actually that bad. She's quite good as a strud. That speech from Tennant is one of the best he's ever done. I really love that speech. Max Capricorn's underwhelming as the big bad, though. Um, I'd rather that it was something else, because he's very underwhelming um, as the control of the host. Astrid's death is a bit emotional, but it is a bit overplayed, myself. We get hints of the time of Victorious, like when the Doctor's trying to send Astra back, uh, get Astra back, he says, I can do anything, and then when Mr. Copper uh, says that uh, it's good that you can't control uh, life or death, and we get the Series 4 trailer at the end, which is really good. I really love this episode as a Christmas special, and the episode 8.5 out of 10. See you guys next week. 8.5. Excellent, yes, and thanks for reminding me about the blue suit because I also love the blue suit variant. Oh, the I think Tenor looks great yeah. at the blue suit, yeah. Yeah, it does look pretty cool, actually. Mm. Um, let's do another audio clip. This is Loopy Loo. Security Protocol 1. One! Information. Brilliant. Love it. 9 out of 10. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, Lou. to the point, yeah. Nine yeah, she loved it. <laughs> nice one, Lou. Uh, last audio clip. This is Lewis Palmer. Hello to the Big Blue Box podcast. Um, Voyage of the Damned. Yeah, I think I like this one. Um, I've always sort of thought of it as... Uh, I always th sort of thought I liked it less than I did. But on this recent rewatch, I... Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It's quite fun. Um, 
Banakavalata is a good character, definitely memorable. <laughs> um, Kylie's pretty good in it. I, I actually really like Astrid a lot. It's it's always quite sad when she dies, to be honest, because it's um, yeah, quite. She's quite a good character. I would have liked to see her recur. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a, it's. I think my main problem with it is it's a bit forgettable. Yeah, it's 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 good. I would say. Um, oh, we get our first appearance of Wilf though. So that's just an immediate plus because you know Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> the villain though, Max Capricorn. Uh, yeah, bit slightly cringy. <laughs> he's uh, he, yeah, he's a he's a weird villain, but he's he's okay, I guess. It's it's the teeth with the. You know, the twinkly tooth, I don't know. Yeah, it's okay, probably like a six, six and a half out of ten. Uh, decent, decent watch, I'd say. Decent Christmas special. Uh, see you next time, guys. Cool. Nice one. Cheers, Lewis. Thank you very much, buddy. That's all the audio clips. Uh, let's, we got a few through on Facebook, so I'm going to rattle through those. Uh, Jeff Waddle says, it's often the poorest episodes that make the best podcast. So I'm looking forward to this week's, because it's probably going to be the best one yet. <laughs> Put me right off sprouts, this did. <laughs> uh Ramama, indeed. One out of ten, it's like Nightmare in Silver with fairy lights. Woeful. <laughs> oh god. Jeff. Jeff's not a fan. Jeff's going. Jeff is livid. About this. <laughs> of his sprouts. Yeah. yeah. Miles McKenzie said, I find this episode entertaining, love the way it started and the chemistry between the characters, and genuinely felt sad when the couple die and shed a tear for Banakafalata. Yeah, uh, it goes on to give it a seven out of ten. Uh, my fifth favourite Christmas special, apparently. Oh, fifth. Oh, yeah. right. Wow. Mm. Uh, Rob Koenig says, funnily enough, watched this before listening to last week's podcast. Mm. Uh, High-energy, action-packed adventure with many tears streaming down my face, especially for Banner Cafalata. Tenant is uh, really fantastic in this one. Loved all the characters. 9.5. 9.5. Jason Thayer, I'm not a fan of this one. I think it's too dark mm. for Christmas. I understand why it was needed, and it was a huge impact on both Series 4 and the specials, but I still don't like it. Five out of ten. Oh. Danny Brown, Doctor Who, does disaster movie. Brilliant action-filled adventure with a good cast and nice music. Eight out of ten. Jamie mm. Ackley just says, dreadful, so worried <gasps> that Kylie would become a recurring irritant. So favourite scene is the <laughs> forklift truck scene. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Harsh. George Copper, my favourite Xmas special, 10 out of 10. David Madley, I love this take on a classic disaster story. Great cast and loved Kylie. Uh, Joseph Howarth says, God, this Christmas special left a bad taste uh, upon seeing this one. Uh, it's a very long message from Joseph, so I won't go into all of it, but he gives it a 4 out of 10. And Paul Villano made a comment on the graphic used for the promo. Apparently there was... Uh, Interesting position of Kylie with Tennant in one of the promos, but uh, really, it's not subject for the podcast. <laughs> right. uh, that's it for the official stuff. Did you get anything through on the Geeks handbag? I did, mate. Yes. Uh, Dean Jones left me a very nice long review. Uh, basically, he thinks it's a solid story and he gave it an eight out of ten. Thank you, Dean. Uh, Bradley Willard thinks it's quite underrated. Um, thought that uh, the only thing that really lets it down is the villain, Max. He gave it seven out of ten. Oh. 
Patrick Sherwood says it's his favourite Doctor Who Christmas special. He absolutely loves it. He gives it a thousand out of a thousand. Whoa. Wow, he loves it so much. Kevin Mullen left me a lovely long review. He says it's a half-decent story. Um, again, thought Max was a waste of space, he says. <laughs> uh, but he gives it a nine out of ten. He thinks it's blimmin' marvellous. Lee Collins, David at his very best. He says he misses him as the Doctor so much. Mark Daniel Mooney says it's an action-packed Christmas special, so he really likes it. Charlie Turner, um, he says basically it's a bit average, uh, but he says it's a very solid 7 out of 10, uh, but he thinks it's a rehash of Robots of Death. Okay. Zach Jenkins, worst thing about it is Kylie's acting. Oh, no. And Anthony Stone Street simply says, burn it. Oh. <laughs> So not a fan. Not Quite fan. mixed, actually, isn't it? Quite mm. mixed. It got you know a lot of love and also not so much love. Yes, I was expecting that because I'd spoken to obviously people over the years who said it was dreadful and couldn't stand it, but then spoke to other people who love it. So I wouldn't say it's a Marmite story, but it's definitely mixed. Yeah, definitely say. a mixed bag. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, getting in contact and giving us your thoughts on that one. Next week we're back to classic Who. So next week, buddy. What we got? I'm look. I'm looking forward to this. So Hartnell next week, and um, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think of this one, mate. So we are reviewing the Edge of Destruction. Edge of Destruction. Yes. yes. I, for some reason, I can't think what it's called. I was about to say Inside the Spaceship, and I was thinking, no, that's not it. That's the unofficial title. <laughs> that's the unofficial title. Yeah, yeah. So the Edge of Destruction. I can't wait to hear what you think of that one. Yes. Yeah. Kitchen knife scene, and oh, it's going to be so much. I'm really looking forward to a bit Hartnell next week. Yes. Cheeky little two-parter that one. Yes. Cheeky little two-parter. Yeah. Not too bad. So there we go. And I think we're going to do there for one six seven. Indeed. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sticking with us for 167 and enjoying the subtle, comforting tones of our voices for an hour and a half. Talking through who, some cool news bits, really ramping up now for Twice Upon a Time. Oh, yes. It's going to be awesome sauce all round, I think, that one. It is. Yes, indeed. Next week, The Edge of Destruction. Adam always remembers clearly <laughs> inside the spaceship <laughs> um, so get your DVDs out for that we're asking for your reviews um, and next week we're going to give you some deets on what we're up to over Christmas because Adam and I are away and doing various things so uh, next week we'll let you know when the podcast is on when it's not and when we're back and all that jazz so in the meantime what the score is <laughs> what the score is yeah in the meantime, head over to the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our previous eps on there. And you can also link from there all to the social stuff. So give us a like and a follow on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. That would be cool. You can also subscribe to the podcast in iTunes if you're an iTunes listener. If you could give us a review and a rating, that would be awesome because that really helps us. Or you could subscribe on any other podcast network if that takes your fancy. We're on all of the other main ones yeah, so just do a search for Big Blue Box Podcast and it's a be a joy to have you as a subscriber you'll never miss a show they go out every Friday without fail without fail 
Also, check out Adam's channel. He has a YouTube channel called The yes, Geek's, do. Handbag, Geeks Handbag, where he comes at you from somewhere in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Does plenty of geekery over there, unboxings, reviews, convention roundups, on the spot reviews, thoughts, the whole bleeding lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over there. <laughs> uh, but seriously, go and subscribe. So just do a search for the Geek's Handbag on YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, all the all the norms. Everywhere. He's on there. So next week, looking forward to a bit of Classic Who. It's going to be good. So uh, we'll ask you reviews on that. In the meantime, have a cracking week. And until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Hey. 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 Hey.